Dateline, 22nd of January, 2012. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 182. Grant, uh, boy, uh, tell you what, a little rush today. I've uh, got lots of work to do outside. Oh, it's Sunday and we're all looking at work, so uh, let's make this one fast, mate, just like we normally say. <laughs> I tell you, what, you crack me up at times. Well, mate, speaking of cracks, you know that they've found even more cracks on the uh, wings of A380s in the little L-shaped fasteners that join the wing ribs to the skin of the uh, wing. They've found more cracks that are different to the ones that we reported on previously. These ones are being found on aircraft with high cycle times, not so much hours in the air, but more pressurization takeoff landing cycles. For Qantas, that'd be critical as they're starting to pin more and more of their operations on the A380, and why wouldn't you? Those things would cost a fortune. Qantas here is saying that uh, they're uh, developing an inspection program for its A380s in consultation with Airbus. It says if the European regulator issues an airworthiness directive uh, and it applies to Qantas, they will comply fully, and uh, absolutely they would be. Yeah, well, at the moment, it looks like Yes, are going to be just staying with the inspection directive that tells people that they must inspect their aircraft looking for these cracks. As I said, they are different cracks, a whole new set of cracks in the same component. Uh, indications from discussions with Airbus engineers are that maybe there's something uh, going wrong in the manufacturing process and that some strains and defects are entering into the metal at the time of fabrication. They're looking into that. These have turned up earlier than they should and what they're trying to do is make sure that they don't become a major problem. Right now, they're not an issue for airworthiness, but they are of interest because of course it's indicating that something's breaking or cracking earlier than it should. At present Qantas doesn't have to do the inspections because they they don't have as many cycles. Their aircraft fly longer. They don't do as many takeoff and landings but some of the Emirates and Singapore aircraft and one Air France aircraft are all having to be inspected. Everybody's going to be looking at that Grant because there's a lot of new technologies in these aircraft obviously a lot of uh, composite uh, material in in the aircraft themselves so even if they're not the materials that are cracking at the moment that's uh, certainly something that I'm sure everybody's keeping an eye on not the least of which I would assume Boeing uh, with all their uh, trials and tribulations with the 787. I'm watching the 787 very closely. It's uh, proving to have a few difficulties already. Wonderful aircraft, lots of potential, certainly hoping that it comes through on that eventually. And speaking of cracks and fractures, mate, on a different front, the Australian Army have suspended flights of their Blackhawk fleet due to finding fractures in some bolts. Not exactly sure which bolts or where, but they were significant enough that they decided to actually suspend all flights until they can uh, determine the cause and solution. An interesting story that uh, did pop up briefly in the uh, the local news media down here this week. And uh, as Grant says, they didn't actually uh, say much more about it. Now, the Army has uh, just over 30 Blackhawk helicopters in service. The interesting thing that I find about this story is that the Navy's uh, fleet of uh, Seahawk helicopters has not been uh, affected by this. So obviously, uh, uh, whatever the issue is with the Army Blackhawks, it's uh, apparently not affecting the Navy's uh, Seahawks. So I guess that's good news. Yeah, well, it's not a commonality thing. I haven't heard anything of this problem from the USA either. Yeah. As it says here that it's been picked up in a routine maintenance uh, inspection, so it may just be, uh, in fact, it sounds to me like just a very much a precautionary measure. Indeed, mate, indeed. But I'll tell you what, something that's going to have uh, precaution out the wind, uh, news that China Southern is going to take on Qantas, getting people to London. They're setting up what they're calling the Canton route, which is rather a play on the Qantas kangaroo route, which is going to London via Singapore from Sydney. China Southern are going to offer uh, flights from Sydney to London via Guangzhou, and they also offer uh, Guangzhou to Paris and Amsterdam. So China Southern are definitely trying to set themselves up as a new carrier, one-stop shop getting to various parts of Europe. As Qantas retracts, there's also rumours they may be dropping their run to Frankfurt, and if, if that keeps up, then Qantas could very well just wind up with a couple of flights to London, and that's their only entry into Europe. Meanwhile, Emirates 
Singapore Airlines, all offering one-stop flights to uh, Europe and now China Southern. Watch out. As with everything in this part of the world, we're seeing the uh, the constant uh, emergence and expansion of, uh, of Asian businesses, uh, not just only in airlines, but uh, in other parts of the economy as well. Uh, but when we're talking about airlines here too, Grant, uh, you're talking about the Chinese carriers, uh, China Southern, China Eastern is another player that's uh, increasing their presence here. Also, AirAsia X, and they've announced this week that they're going to be operating more services into Sydney. They've uh, taken some of the capacity that was serving Europe and has been pulled off the European runs due to uh, lack of travel coming out of there, primarily due to GFC impacts and people not having any money to travel. And they're now putting those uh, aircraft onto flights into Australia, starting with Sydney, a direct daily route, Kuala Lumpur to Sydney. They're offering one-way tickets from Sydney to KL for $99 Australian. And I tell you what, the uh, the biggest uh, Australian carrier that's really going to feel this, I think, is uh, probably Jetstar, actually, cause, because they do a lot of work up into that region that uh, AirAsia X originates out of. Ah, but don't forget, mate, AirAsia X and Jetstar are friendly. Remember, they signed up to um, last year or before to get uh, some synergies that would allow them to get discounts on operating at various airports, equipment, aircraft, things like that. They're supposed to be mates. Yeah, sort of friendly. No friends where big business is concerned, I was told once. No sentiment in business, right? Looking more locally now, and uh, speaking of uh, capacity increases, Virgin Australia have announced that they're adding A330s onto the Melbourne-Sydney route. Now, that's a significant grant because that's one of the uh, the top six most heavily trafficked routes in the world. And uh, Virgin has been operating primarily 737-800s on that route. Of course, the last year they started bringing A330s into the fleet, uh, operating from Sydney-Perth. But uh, looking here now, they're going to be running them from uh, Melbourne to Sydney and back. So uh, interesting stuff. Obviously, things looking up for Virgin. Well, there's a, a heck of a lot of capacity flies on that route. A lot of suits, as you might imagine. And what's happening is that Virgin, of course, wanting to get more business class and more of the business market. And so they need more capacity. Due to slot restrictions in Sydney, they can't just put on more aircraft. They can't have two aircraft leaving within 10 minutes of each other uh, because they just can't get the landing slots. So the only solution is, of course, to take the aircraft and make it bigger, which means putting A330s on, which, of course, then runs into the problem of having enough gates to be able to handle A330s because uh, in Melbourne and Sydney, especially Sydney, a lot of the gates are quite close together, which is great for A320s and 737s. But as we get more and more A321s and now A330s, it starts to become a little bit of a constraint of finding a gate to put them in. Currently, a lot of the Sydney gates for Qantas are perfect for a 767, but are going to be a disaster for the 787. So it's it's one of the next big issues to contend with on the Sydney-Melbourne run. Well, I guess with uh, Borghetti and his team, and of course, as we know, uh, Borghetti's been uh, handpicking a lot of uh, former Qantas people to come over and work with him at Virgin. Uh, I'm sure he's uh, well experienced based on his previous Qantas experience at integrating A330 operations uh, into the network here in Australia. So uh, looks like we're set for another interesting year here in 2012, mate. Oh, definitely. There's all sorts of exciting things happening, even as the uh, global economy looks like it's about to take another dip, even as we get a few warnings down here that the uh, with China not needing as much minerals. The uh, One of the few things keeping the Australian economy booming in some areas has been the minerals and uh, exploration and mining and sending big chunks of our country overseas. If that winds down a little, things could get a little tight. The financial sector is already showing that it's in trouble, but it's nice to see that there's some good things coming up in the aviation world. Yes, tight finances, Grant. Sounds vaguely familiar in my house. <laughs> Sounds like what I've been living with for the last five years, mate. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, let's contemplate uh, financial success for the next week. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm still Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.